Welcome, welcome. This is Scott from Oak Societies, here to drop a bombshell of a story. Um, this is big, guys. This is this is big. I don't. This this is something I normally don't do in the, in the first place. I don't normally um, post two videos within two days on completely separate topics unless it's absolutely just crazy of a story, and this will qualify as that. Um, today, guys, we're going to be talking about. We're going back to Philip Haney, the man that was just in the news recently, the former DHS whistleblower against Obama, um, was found dead with a gunshot to his chest, and it was originally ruled suicide by the sheriffs, and that has now been changed. But there wasn't really much news um, around him besides that, this speculation. But today, um, I came across some information, I dug, and guys, I went down a rabbit hole that I was not expecting to go down, and... I'm going to tie some connections together and we're going to be talking about the Arizona Mafia. And I believe there are connections between them and Philip Haney's death. And also we're going to get into who's on top of this, um, who's on top of this program, these group of people. And it connects to Nexium, and it connects to a whistleblower that I found here on Twitter who I just heard on a podcast on Quite Frankly, who is part of this whistleblower Twitter account, and he gave his recollection of it. He was a former defector of this Arizona mafia. So let's jump into the, uh, the, quick, uh, the quick rundown of the channel, and we'll jump into the content. As you guys know, the Woke Society's YouTube channel is right here. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family about it. Get the news out there. Hit the like button. It gets this episode out there in the YouTube world, and it sends more people to the video, and it's done organically. Um, support independent media. You guys can do that by doing by joining my Patreon, by becoming a patron for as low as a dollar a month if you wanted to. You can do more than that. It's completely up to you. You guys know about my BitChute channel, my WokeSocieties.com webpage that has all the links to my podcasting platforms out there, and, of course, the PayPal.me. Link description is down below where you guys can send a one-time gift and that is just fine and dandy and guys out there in the podcasting world thank you for the downloads that has been growing um pretty quickly and i can see you guys out there so i really appreciate the youtube listeners that watch the video and you podcasters out there thank you so much so where do we begin with this this is going to start with a woman named janet napolitano and just to give you a quick background on her we're going to dive into so much more detail into her, but this is the this is the only thing we're going to be focusing on today is the Arizona Mafia and the links between the death of Philip Haney and another man we're going to be talking about, and you guys will see how this is all going to come together. So Janet Ann Napolitano was an American politician, lawyer, and university administrator who served as the 21st governor of Arizona for 2003 to 2009. And as the United States Secretary of Homeland Security from 2009 to 2013 under Barack Obama. Something to keep in mind for, uh, for ahead of time. So before we get into the Philip Haney things, I have to set up again the foundation for this. What is the Arizona Mafia? Where did it start? Who are the players? Who is involved with this? And then we're going to get into the thread by the whistleblower who is going to shed light on this entire case. So let's jump into that first. This is an article from Frank Report. This was from August 2018. The Arizona Mafia is not a fiction, but a group of Democrats from Arizona and D.C., and they are meddling in the Nexium case. Why would Democrats be meddling in the Nexium case? We're going to find out all this right now. 
The Arizona Capital Times is a newspaper in Phoenix, Arizona. It is in print and online. The entire focus of the Arizona Capital Times is, is political reporting in Arizona. Many consider it the main or official publication that tracks Arizona politics. The Arizona Capital Times ran a story on July 19, 2013 about the existence of the Arizona Mafia. The author was reporter Jer uh, Jeremy Duda, and screenshots of the Arizona Capital Times article from July 19, 2013, Napolitano's years at Homeland Security paid dividends for Arizona Mafia. And here's the screenshot of that article right there. So this, was the, this is the main newspaper out in Arizona for all the political content. And they didn't even, they just threw it right out there. Napolitano's years at Homeland Security paid dividends for Arizona Mafia. So who is this Arizona Mafia? Where, is, where did this start? The article names members of the Arizona Mafia in a list, which is similar to the list I reported on a few days ago. According to the Arizona Capital Times, at least 25 Arizonans, mostly within her gubernatorial administration, followed Janet Napolitano to Washington, D.C. and served within the massive U.S. Department of Homeland Security that she has overseen for the past year and four and a half years. Many have moved on to bigger and better things. By bigger and better things, the author meant that many of the 25 individuals gained senior positions within agencies of the DHS. Usually those positions were at or near the top of the agency organizational chart, such as chief of staff or chief administrator positions. Individuals in such capacities had and continue to have unique access to information from inside within the secure databases and computer systems of the United States federal government, such as systems that process and or approve immigration visas, systems that monitor money laundering, and even top secret reports that are exchanged between federal agencies about drug trafficking targets and investigations. So you had this woman here, Napolitano, come in with her loyalists and covenants, which was for... For somebody to bring in 25 loyalists, that's a lot of people. and But this is what happened. This is when um, Obama was ruling the land. And these people that she brought in end up moving into higher positions at Department of Homeland Security. As you guys can see, they had access to some really high up information in regards to money laundering, top secret reports between drug trafficking targets, uh, investigations and targets, and had access to computer databases. So they had access to a lot of information. Why is this important? So CBP is the agency where Marco Lopez became chief of staff under Napolitano for two years starting in March 2009 and 2011. There's going to be a lot of names here, but I'll try to narrow it down to the most important ones. Starting in 2011, Lopez left for more lucrative pastures. He was hired by Carlos Slim. That is a name to remember, guys. Carlos Slim, a Mexican billionaire closely assigned with Carlos Salinas the former president of Mexico and a man said to be closely associated to even run the drug cartels in Mexico. Soon after beginning work with Slim, Lopez began working as an advisor to Carlos Salinas. So you're seeing some connections here between the people that Napolitano was hiring and connections with a corrupt president of Mexico that has to be said by their, the own Mexican um, media to even run the cartels of Mexico. This is going to get much deeper, guys, I promise you. Lopez also was appointed as advisor to Enrique Pine Nuto, the outgoing president of Mexico, who has been widely accused in the Mexican media throughout his tenure being a puppet president of Salinas. So Salinas was on his way out, and then you have this guy Enrique, Enrique Pine Nuto 
come in and it was pretty much Selena's substitute. But really, Selena's was really calling the shots, just to clear that up. So to make this clear, the top man at the Customs and Border Patrol, a charter member of the Arizona Mafia, suddenly left and became a top advisor to Carlos Salinas and Carlos Slim. How sketchy is that? Here are some of the other Arizona Mafia members according to Arizona Capitol. You have Noah Kroloff, a top staffer for Napolitano at the Arizona Governor's Office who served as her chief of staff at the U.S. Department of, of Homeland Security, along with Dennis Burke, who is one of Claire Bronfman's lawyers. And if you guys don't remember Claire Bronfman, Claire Bronfman was the one that was like the second in command under Nexium and one of the main handlers of getting the women to join the sex cult. This woman here pled guilty, but the lawyer was the man I just mentioned, Dennis Burke, also under Napolitano. So why would people under Napolitano be trying to cover and be a defense lawyer for Claire Bronfman in the Nexium case? All these questions are about to be answered. So he formed a security consulting firm, Global Security Intelligence Strategies. Burke also served briefly as Homeland Security before becoming U.S. Attorney for Arizona. What a coincidence, right? In D.C., it's standard practice for cabinet secretaries to bring a few, a few loyalists with them. The large number of Arizonans who followed Napolitano raised a lot of eyebrows during her tenure at the DHS. And like I said before, guys, she brought in 25 individuals. 25. Dennisburg, viewed as a rising star when he left um, Homeland Security to become U.S. attorney, was forced out of his job over the cross-border gun ring scandal known as Fast and Furious. And here is a list of the rest of the people that were under Napolitano. And what this all means is that somehow members of the Arizona Mafia got involved in the defense of Keith Rainier and Claire Brothman. Why would that be? Two Arizona attorneys represent Laura, Lauren Salzman, despite the case being in New York and the lawyer not being admitted to practice there. Then tie this into Lopez's work for Salinas and Slim. Men who are closely aligned, some say Salinas is actually richer than Slim, but has his assets hidden, considering their illegal source. And add this, for years, Nexium smuggled money from Mexico to the USA. Everybody who was in the inner circle of Nexium knew about this. Then add this. Carlo, Carlos Salinas' son, Emiliano, and his daughter, Cecilia, are both high-ranking in Nexium. Then add this. When Keith, Lauren, and Claire got into trouble, it is the Democratic Arizona Mafia that worked to assist, assist us protect them behind the scenes. So I'm painting the picture here, guys. You have this Napolitano here. She comes in under Obama, mind you. She brings in 25 individuals when she goes into Department of Homeland Security and they all get promoted and they're all they're all just spread out wide in the DHS that have access to all this information. And on top of it, some of these same people were covering for Nexium, Keith Rainier, and Claire Bronfman. Why would they be doing that? What were they trying to protect that was going to be revealed? Crazy, right? So before we get into the uh, the really the really good stuff, I want to show you real quick um, just a clip here of a it says right here by Jeffrey Peterson. This was from August 2018. He tweets: Many of my followers know I've been sharing previously unknown information about Democrats and Nexium cult and former DHS Secretary Napolitano's Arizona Mafia. 
I was contacted directly by mom member number nine, Victor Flores. If anyone doubted the death threat against me, listen to this. Some reporter, some somebody that actually is going to do some research is going to research whether or not uh, Marco uh, wants to assassinate you because he works for Salinas. Dennis wants you killed because he works for Salinas. Susie now is part of it. Jana Napolitano. All of these people are part of it. But she, she, met with, she met with the Salinas candidate, Obrador himself. What difference does, what difference does that make? So, so, so what? You meet with somebody so that makes you an assassin? No, Marco held out you his know, hand. Marco stood in front of me and said, if you talk about these guys, first they kill you, then they kill your whole family. He told me that, Victor. I, I, God knows. I've got, I've, got, I've got friends in Phoenix that'll do that. And it, it, and it may be true. I'm just, but, but, you know, again, again, I don't, I don't understand your strategy. You're going to go talk. See, now you're, you're talking all these, all these, uh, you're, go, you're going to Hannity? I mean, these are not credible people. They're, they're all a bunch of fucking liars like Trump and everybody else. You're going to totally go into the dark side so that, so that you can get all of this publicity and, and, but ultimately, I think it's going to come back to bite you in the ass, Jeff. They are representing the people. No, no. Napolitano did meet no. with that guy. The only one that's speculative is the purpose of Marco's port, and and I'm willing to admit that I can be wrong about that. It's it's speculation, and I framed it as speculation. But the other things are totally factually correct. Why is the FBI in New York talking, interviewing me about Dennis if he's not involved? They say he's calling. They told me talking about Dennis Burke, the man I just mentioned about. Uh protecting Claire Brock and the lawyer. Dennis is calling the witnesses in the Nexium case and intimidating them. They told me that. That's not even me. So case is that in New York? It's called called Nexium. Dennis is representing a woman named Claire Bronfman who was Emiliano Salinas' business partner. I just, I just, I just read that, I read that article because there's a guy named Rainier, right, and all that other bullshit. They were all part of but Dennis, right. and, Dennis and, I, is I, I and they brought out Mark Sullivan, the, the Dennis's partner in GSIS, to testify in court for that. So you guys just heard a threat here by by a man, Victor Flores. Um, and he's talking about a meeting with Napolitano. And we're going to find out exactly what that meeting was about. And it's, it just, this just gets crazier. And this, is bef- this was obviously filmed before um, Keith Rainier was charged and actually thrown into jail. So this is where it starts getting crazy. So the following raises further questions about ties between the Arizona Mafia and the former Mexican president, Carlos Salinas, and the Nexium connection. Two weeks before Keith Rainier was arrested in Mexico, former Homeland Security Secretary Napolitano served under President Barack Obama and current University of California President Janet Napolitano met with Mexican president presidential candidate Ricardo Anaya in Los Angeles, California. Anaya is widely believed to have been Carlos Salinas' puppet candidate for the Mexican presidency. This was what they were talking about on that previous call. The two met on U.S. soil on March 9, 2018. So why did a former Secretary of Homeland Security Napolitano meet a Mexican presidential candidate, Ricardo Anaya, on American soil? It may have been the first time a former member of a U.S. presidential cabinet met with a foreign candidate for the office of presidency. It appeared to be an endorsement. So sketchy, right? It was publicly claimed that Anaya was Selena's puppet. 
the man who won the presidency, the current president-elect of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, announced on March 5, 2018, four days before Napolitano met with Anaya in California, that Carlos Salinas was behind the political campaign of Anaya. There is another reason to question why Napolitano met with Anaya. The Mexican Federal Attorney General's Office publicly announced it had opened an investigation into a money laundering scheme involving Anaya on February 21, 2018. So, Napolitano knew or should have known Anaya was being investigated for money laundering by Mexican federal authorities weeks before she met and, in effect, endorsed, endorsed Anaya. So, she, obviously, she probably had, no, she had to have known about the uh, money laundering, but she still met him anyways. So, here's the question. Why did she agree to such a meeting? She is a former attorney general, the former chief of the United States Secret Service and Customs and Border Protection, why would she publicly meet with an alleged public candidate of Salinas who was under investigation for money laundering? When Napolitano was Attorney General of Arizona, her top deputy was Arizona Attorney Dennis Burke, who has been representing Claire Bronfman behind the scenes. When Napolitano was Governor of Arizona, her chief of staff was Dennis Burke. Burke is widely regarded in Arizona political circles as Napolitano's right-hand man, regardless of what they are, whether they are in the same office or not, they have a history of supporting each other. So on April 25, 2017, it was reported that as the current University of California president, Napolitano was accused by a state auditor of hiding tens of millions of dollars in reserves from its own board of regents and creating a secret spending plan while padding the salaries and benefits of her staff in what was called a eye-popping report. State Auditor Elaine Howell found that UC's central office had accumulated more than $175 million in reserves that it failed to disclose, including money it collects from campuses for a series of system-wide initiatives from boosting the university's carbon footprint to bolstering its cybersecurity. So it looks like what we have here, guys, is that there was some kind of deal made between Napolitano and the Mexican government here, the corrupt Mexican government here, and they were receiving money here a huge money laundering scheme. And on top of it, all those, the 25 people she brought in, she was padding their salaries. Following the auditor's findings of 175 million reserves that failed to disclose, two of Napolitano's senior assistants resigned and took the fall for her. There have, there have, there have traditionally been two dominant political parties in Mexico. This is important because when we get to the whistleblower thread in just a second, this is going to come into effect. The PRI, the old party of Carlos Salinas, and the PAN. So the PRI, think of it as the corrupt, old corrupt government of Mexico. And the PAN is supposed to be the reform party to bring Mexico to, its, to, to I guess, better glory, I guess, and to make them not a, such a corrupt uh, country. So many people in Mexico believe Salinas controls both the PRI and the PAN parties. There are other minor political parties, and they get into that. It suggests that Carlos Salinas and Napolitano and Burke and Emilio Salinas are deeply aligned. We can clearly see that because they had $175 million that was just unreported and it looked like it was in some kind of slush fund and they were just benefiting off of it. So why was Burke, around the same time his godmother Napolitano got involved with the Mexican presidential election, representing Claire Bronfman? And why was Rainier, this is Keith Rainier, the head of the Nexium sex cult, handed over to the U.S. Fed so quickly just two weeks later. It is clear to me that Rainier fled to Mexico because he believed he was being protected by Salinas. So what happened? How did he get deported in record time less than 24 hours? If I am right, 
This involves guns, human trafficking, bulk cash smuggling, and drugs at the core of it is Carlos Salinas and the Arizona Mafia with links to Rainier and Claire Bronfman. And the Arizona Mafia with Napolitano is dead center in the middle of all this, which is also directly linked to the, to the Democrats in Arizona. So where, why is this important? What is this leading up to? Well, this is what I saw last night. This is a guy on Twitter called Well-Informed Whistleblower. And I, the guy that was the, – the, the YouTube channel was called – it's called Quite Frankly. I watch him all the time. He is the man. He's one – again, I, I brought him up before. So the man that wrote this thread was actually on – Frank's show and he confirmed that it's him and a couple of other whistleblowers that are giving information through this Twitter. So this is something you guys should all follow. He dropped this thread. This was uh, three days ago. And he's going, this is where we're going to bring in Philip Haney and a couple of other people that is related. So you guys now know what the Arizona mafia is, who's behind it and the connections they have, they had with the second, with the Nexium sex cult. So let's read this. I will get right to the point. Many of you read over the past few years how I reported about former DHS secretary and Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano's Arizona Mafia group of political friends. I called them the strong arm of the Democrat Party, which is true. So, again, the guy that's writing this used to be part of this Arizona Mafia, and he's a defector. So he was directly linked to all this and knew what was going on. He said, I used to be part of this group, although I never held political office, was friends with all of them. I reported over the past one and a half years how the Arizona Mafia was the link between the formerly dominant and always corrupt PRI political party of Mexico and the U.S. Democrat Party, which is 100% true. I have been away from Twitter for some time, but I am returning to post some highly important information for patriots, which I do not see being covered elsewhere. Some of it is being talked about, but not as it, not as, not as it is linked back to Napolitario's Arizona Mafia. I reported on social media this past December 2019 that there was a second defector, aside from myself. It was an old friend who was involved with them, not at the same level, but had many of the same friendships in Arizona that I used to have. He called me this past December 2019 overwhelmed and panicked about the extent of the dirty politics of the Arizona Mafia was involved with. He said everything I reported continued to be true, except they were getting in deeper all the time. He was worried, and he said he was leaving. He was leaving Arizona. He asked me to keep his name private, which I did. He said he was leaving Arizona but was very nervous, and I'm going to report his name now because last week he was reported dead. The second defector was an old friend of mine, Kevin Spadell. Kevin was a few years younger than me. A former Democrat political operative in the state of Arizona, he previously worked for V Media, the web design division of the Phoenix New Times newspaper. He must have been in his mid-40s. He was connected to all the Arizona Mafia. And if you go here, this was a link here sent to me by uh, my buddy Sean, who sends me content all the time. He's thinking Anon at, um, on Twitter. And this was his uh, website here. And this is um, some pictures. The dude was all about, looks like, all about media. You have community uh, architect, product development director, uh, social media, marketing, um, just a bunch of stuff. So he was part of this Arizona Mafia. Also, I believe it has been widely reported that DHS whistleblower Philip Haney was recently suicided. I know a lot of people are looking at this, but I'm not sure they are making the connection that Haney was speaking out against Arizona Mafia boss Janet Napolitano herself. Now let's just pause here, guys. 
Let's look at this article here. This is from the Daily Caller. This is from June 27, 2016. And the title of it was, Whistleblower House Committee Hung Me Out to Dry After Using My Info Against DHS. Now, again, we all know what Philip Haney was. He whistleblew against Barack Obama, against the uh, Muslim Brotherhood, and he was calling out um, the Obama administration for scrubbing um, names that were added to a terrorist list that were close, very so closely associated with terrorist acts in the country and just wiped them out. He knew that what well, he knew that happened and he was calling government out on it and he was attacked by the Obama administration. So this is just give you some background here, but I wanted to highlight this one important part here. So days after the Boston bombing that same year, Haney met with McCall's committee in person and gave the members information about a Saudi national who was detained after the attack. Based on the information, Representative Duncan grilled former DHS Secretary Janet Napolitano whether the man was going to be deported. Napolitano said she did not think that the Saudi man was a person of interest. Hmm. I am unaware of anyone who is being deported for national security concerns at all related to Boston. I don't know where that rumor came from, Napolitano said. She said later, like I said again, I don't even think he was technically a person of interest or a suspect. That was a wash, and I am unaware of any proceedings there. I will clarify that for you, but I think this is an example of why it's so important to let law enforcement do its job. And as we scroll down further... Immediately after those media reports, Haney says the Department of Justice, the DHS Office of Internal Affairs, and the DHS Inspector General launched investigations into him, Haney himself, as a result of the information he gave to Homeland Security Committee that Duncan used to question Napolitano. McCall's committee, Haney says, did not speak up for him or intervene in any way and instead suggested that he go to the Inspector General's office, which at the time was headed by acting inspector general charles edwards so all these people that haney was coming against were all napolitano people that i just talked about the 25 people that she had in the dhs already they knew that i was being investigated he told the daily caller three separate investigations all at the same time because they are trying to accuse me of being the one who leaked the information to the media why didn't napolitano why did none of them want to help me so the obama administration was going against philip haney Napolitano was going up against Haney, and Haney was calling Napolitano, all these people, and the Obama administration out, calling them out. And he wrote his book, See Something, Say Nothing. I think that was the name of the book. Let's go back to the thread. I am here to tell you, I knew Kevin Spadell personally for many years. Let me just make sure I didn't skip one here. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's go back one. So also, I believe it was, it's was it been widely reported that DHS whistleblower Philip Haney was recently suicided. I know a lot of people are looking at this, but I'm not sure people are making the connection that Haney was speaking against Arizona Mafia boss Janet Napolitano herself, which I just showed you guys. I'm here to tell you, I knew Kevin Spadell personally for many years. We were not best of friends, but we knew each other well. We were in the same circles. In Phoenix for years, there was no way he committed suicide. No way. There was nothing wrong. Other than him wanting to get away from those people, I texted with him as recently as two weeks ago. He was excited about a new artificial intelligence startup project he was working on. I am only now revealing his identity as he's no longer with us. And I'm pretty sure something strange happened here. Aside from being heartbroken about losing a friend, 
Many of you may remember that in July 2018, right after I first started breaking secrets about Napolitano's mafia and the Mexico PRI political party connection. A former mutual friend of myself and Arizona Mafia member Marco Lopez committed suicide by setting himself on fire in a church parking lot halfway between my old house in Phoenix and Marco Lopez's current residence. This was suspicious to say the least. Now that Kevin Spadell has reportedly died, that's in quotations for no apparent reason, I have not heard the reason. People are saying his system just shut down. Since when does this happen? At almost the same time Napolitano whistleblower, Philip Haney was suicided. It's just too much to ignore. All these people have ties back to Napolitano's Arizona Mafia, which for at least six years now, probably more, is the group that has been serving as a link between the formerly dominant and always corrupt Mexican PRI political party and the U.S. Democrat Party. This is a fact. And we saw that with the slush funds and how they got involved in Nexium. I know a lot of people have been looking for possible reasons why Philip Haney was suicided right now. Please don't lose sight of the fact that Napolitano's mafia depends on how the formerly dominant Mexican PR political party's cash survive. The PRI is the main source of cash not only for Napolitano's group, but also for illicit contributions to the U.S. Democrat Party and candidates they are backing. This is huge. Do not doubt how much cash they have access to or believe the myth that the PRI no longer has power. Their favorite disinformation tactics. You better believe that 100 after 100 plus years of running all things corrupt in Mexico, the PRI is quite a piggy bank. They will stop at nothing to get back into power in both Mexico, where Lopez Abrador has them on the run and in Washington, D.C., where they no longer have a direct line to the administration. A monumental announcement was made by Mexico's new president, Lopez Obrador, a week ago when he called for the most corrupt president in recent Mexican history, Carlos Salinas, to be arrested. Napolitano's Arizona Mafia works for Salinas and his people. Don't forget Napolitano's group intervened in the Nexium cult case to try to argue for the release of the cult leader, Keith Rainier, from jail and orders of Nexium co-conspirator Emiliano Salinas, son of former president Salinas, former Mexican president Salinas. So you have the Democratic Party. People always wonder, why would, why would the Democrats want Keith Rainier out? Usually when something doesn't make sense, something doesn't line up, it always comes down to money, right? This is what it was all about. Former Mexican President Salinas is considered the most corrupt president in the past 30-year history of Mexico by most Mexican citizens who are old enough to remember him. He is extremely unpopular with the Mexican people. New President AMLO has a majority in the Mexican legislature now and is extremely important. The fact AMLO called for former President Salinas' arrest, this is this is the guy that's coming to power now. See attached article. Sorry, it's in Spanish, but you can translate. This article is a big deal. As each president prior to AMLO here has been covering up for each prior president until AMLO came along who was truly shaking up the establishment. So, okay, so think about it. Things are heating up for Salinas. They're losing power. You have the new president, AMLO, here that's coming along, and he's shaking He's He's draining the Mexican swamp in, in regards. This swamp, the Salinas, is the ones that are laundering money to the Arizona Mafia here. Things are heating up. The most corrupt and powerful president in the old corrupt Mexican establishment. Salinas' people in the U.S. are led by former DHS Secretary Janet Napolitano, and all of a sudden we see Philip Haney suicided and someone you may not have heard, my old friend Kevin Spadell, who was trying to break away from them. You heard it here first. Pretty crazy stuff, right guys?
this is this is this is news. This is this is effing news right here. And when you try to search Kevin Spadell, there's I couldn't find anything on Google. Nothing in the local media. I had my buddy Sean look um, on DuckDuckGo and all the other um, all the other search engines and can barely scrape anything about this Kevin Spadell guy and his connections to the Democratic Party, um, Napolitano, nothing, nothing. And that should be a huge red flag, huge red flag. So I just want to t- make some a little bit more ties here and we'll tie this episode up. I just want to show you guys who else was involved with Carlos Salinas and Carlos Slim. And we have here Bill Clinton with billionaire Carlos Slim. And in a situation like this, this is a different article from nationandstate.com, where there is distinct possibility that the son of former president of Mexico may be indicted, a son who is being groomed. Okay, we'll move on here. The liaison between the Carlos Slim Foundation and the Clinton Foundation is reportedly the former mayor of Nogales, Arizona, Marco A. Lopez, who has also been described as a card-carrying member of the Arizona Mafia, which establishes a link to the Bill Clinton, the Clinton Foundation. Shocker. Lopez reportedly met in Mexico with former President Bill Clinton and Carlos Slim back in March 2018. Keith Rainier, a.k.a. The Vanguard, was grabbed up by Mexican authorities and delivered to U.S. agents on March 26, 2019. Mexico can be a dangerous place, especially for those who have been deemed to be enemies by Rainier. It was Mexico where Rainier and Emiliano, Emiliano plotted to lure several women that Rainier wanted to punish for leaving him in the Nexium cult. So there's just more links, guys. So you had this Arizona mafia led by Napolitano here that she got her, her cronies in. They infiltrated the DHS and was using money from Salinas, the ex-president of Mexico that was laundering money to a slush fund that she had and was padding salaries that she was she was essentially padding salaries and hiding money and laundering it for them. And they just got deeper and deeper as Kevin Spadell was talking and things just got out of control. And the next thing you know, people are end up de- people end up dying. But remember, just two days ago, or this could have been on the live stream. Sheriffs reported that this um, Philip Haney's death was a suicide. But here we are. Here we are. Sheriff's office says Philip Haney's death not ruled a suicide. In a reversal deemed by the sheriff's office as a misinformation, law enforcement is now walking back the initial report of suicide by Philip Haney. So now it looks like this is not deemed a suicide and it was deemed a murder. So this is a developing story, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but I wanted to paint some connections here because it was more than just the Muslim Brotherhood that Philip Haney was speaking out against. It was more than just that. So I hope I tied all this together in a nice presentation for you guys. This was something that kept me up all last night. I got barely any sleep because I wanted to do it last night, but I had no time. It was way too late. So there it is. So I want to. I just want to see what you guys think about all this. Let me know in the comments. Like this episode, share it. This is something that needs to be shared everywhere. This is not being talked to. I have not seen this on any YouTube channel, um, social media, media in general. So who knows? Maybe there is a connection that is tied to the um, Arizona Mafia. 
we, we don't know. This is an ongoing investigation, but at least we have another piece of the puzzle, hopefully, as to who could have done this, possibly. But we still don't know for sure. But we've I, I painted a pretty good picture, a pretty good foundation of, of the people that Philip Haney was speaking out against. And there were some powerful, powerful people. So with that, guys, like the episode, share it, subscribe it to it. Let me know what you think. Um, we'll see what the rest of the week brings. I knew this week was going to be crazy. I told you. I told you this was going to be a crazy week. So with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching out in the podcast world. Thank you for downloading those episodes. And uh, let me know what you guys think. And until then, stay woke.